Hey, happy Memorial Weekend and welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here. Mike is off working at Mile High. In fact, Mike has to work tomorrow on the Saturday before Memorial uh, over at Mile High. I'm probably going to stop by. I have Chris from Leviathan Suppressors coming out. So tomorrow, Chris and I are going to be shooting. Uh, I've been shooting the Ghost mostly. I have both the Reaper and the Ghost here. Mainly, I've been shooting the Ghost, and I've been really happy with it. And I'm going to give you a quick update on what I've been doing, what I've been shooting, and some of the stuff going on. It's been an incredibly busy week. Feels like Christmas with so many packages coming. Um, you know, Kadex sent all their stuff, and I did that. I did a ton of work with the uh, Tika. I took that Tika Tac A1 out of their chassis and put it in a Kadex. Huge improvement. I can't believe, um, you know, just all the way across the board, even the numbers all panned out much better going into a different chassis. Um, seems odd, seems counterintuitive that a chassis change would have a dope change in a way. I don't know if it's a dope change. The data seems pretty much the same, but it tightened up the numbers um, for sure. I, I don't know if maybe the barrel got a little more broken in with that left-hand gain twist. But man, the results. I, I moved scopes around this week, uh, you know, swapping. I put Night Force. The Valkyrie showed up this week, and I picked up the Valkyrie ammo, and I just shot, dude, I shot the cheapest American Eagle 75 grain Valkyrie ammo, 115 bucks a case of 200. So 50 cents a round. And wow, pretty dang impressive. So let me kind of collect my thoughts here with all this stuff coming at me in one shot and try to give it to you in a logical order. So starting out with the left-hand gain twist with the Tika. I had really good results in the TAC A1 chassis, but again, like we talked about, we saw so many issues with the magazines. The Tika magazines, as stupid as expensive as they are, they don't work. So I had talked to Kadex and they have the Tika chassis, so they had shipped me out both the Kraken and the Tika chassis, and I put the Tika chassis together. Then I had I had gotten the the Kadex in the brown that's meant to sort of look like the Vortex. So I moved the Vortex three to eighteen over to it. I had the seven to thirty five on it. I moved the seven to thirty five to another rifle. I moved the four to sixteen off that eighteen inch six five Creedmoor. Uh, Kadex chassis rifle to the Valkyrie. I took the 5 to 25 Night Force attacker off of the Ruger RPR 308, moved that to the 20 inch Tika with the 7 twist, then the Vortex to the other Tika, the two of them. I have the 22 and the 20. So the left hand gain twist is the Tika 22, the 1 and 7 twist is the Tika 20. So I've Zeroed those up together. I did some chronographing, some doping. I did my Kestrels and the Garmin. So a lot of stuff today at the range. I spent about six hours at the range playing with everything and getting it. Really solid numbers. The 130 grain prime is right at 28, 28 feet per second. But the thing is, now here's the key with that left-hand gain twist. It cleaned up the ES and SD numbers from the factory ammo. I am now getting a 6.3 SD out of it with a 14 extreme spread. Great numbers, man. 
28-28, really good data out of that. At the same time, running the McCourt 136 CNRL load that was done for the, the 20-inch Tika, ran those numbers. Uh, my uh, SD for that out of the left-hand gain twist is 7.6 with a standard deviation of 20, but my average velocity out of that hand-loaded round from Andrew, 29.76 out of a... 22-inch left-hand gain twist Bartlin in that Tika. So Mile High spun both of these up together for me. Uh, Logan did all the work. Really good results. Super tight groups. Carried out to distance. Fantastic. The 20-inch running the McCourt load is right at 28.50. It it was uh, another single-digit SD out of that. So we were looking at 28.50. The 20-inch Tika shoots flatter than the 22-inch Tika. One is a left-hand gain twist, 8.5 to 7.75. The other is a 1 in 7, 20-inch Bartlin. It's it's a little more, uh, got it. Um, My 11, or here, we'll do it this way, the... uh, I got 5.2 today at 800 yards with the 22-inch Tika, and I got 4.7 out of the 20-inch. At 11.25, I got 9.1 out of the 22-inch Tika, and I got 8.6 out of the 20. So that 20-inch with that that 7-twist, man, it's shooting flatter. Same stuff, same drop, same everything. Wind's about the same, although the 130 grain prime is a half mil more than the uh, 136 hand load. So at 11.25, I needed one mil of wind with the 130 grain prime ammo. I only needed half mil of wind with the uh, 136. So one mil with prime, half mil with McCourt hand loads for wind at 11.25. And again, elevation at that distance um, was good. It was like eight six or eight something, man. It was crazy uh, where I was. So that's I'm looking at the wrong number there, but it it was really really good. So I'm I'm looking to put the data together for that. Um, I trued up the Kestrel as I had said. I'm gonna go to the AB for the match, and and what I did is I put in with. Let me go to gun here. Uh, the Tika. So the 130, I used the G7 of two point or 0.290. So it, a little bit above what it was, not a whole lot. But then I did. I, I brought my muzzle velocity from 28.28 to 28.05. Now the bitch with this, and, and here what I was talking about with you guys is if I go to the um. The, the DSF range to, to calibrate it, okay? Um, it's telling me I need to calibrate this at 1,890 yards. How does that work, man? So what I ended up doing is I ended up going, um, I ended up truing it at the 1125. I got everything all sorted out and it's it's on. So I'm... I'm actually looking pretty good with my software and my wind is right. Now, I did the same thing Mike had talked about, zeroed out the initial wind and it's right on 5.2. So 
So if I go to that calculations, now here's the thing. By upping that BC a little bit, doing the muzzle velocity, doing the whole thing, and this is left-hand twist, and, and, and as we spoke about, under the conditions that I shot with the wind, and it's funny because the wind shows zero miles an hour because wind one is zero, but it's not. Now, here's what I did. For an eight-mile-an-hour wind, I went to that xylophone truing target with both rifles, okay? The 20-inch Tika and the 22. One's a left-hand gain twist. One's a right-hand seven twist. Shot them both with the same 130 grain load, the whole thing, right? Wind's the same. I used the xylophone target, which are 0.2 wide. If I went to point, uh, six mil for wind at 675, hit the blue instead of the white. If I go to 0.5, both hit the white right on. And so I actually have my Kestrel, by changing that BC a little bit and getting it all trued up, I'm, I'm lining up. But now here's the problem. It's showing on the spin drifty side because it's showing the wind for left says 0.6 for win, but it has almost 0.2 at 675. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it was actually 0.1 and change. Actually, this is 800. I'm at right now, uh, showing it. Yeah, I've got the 800 yard target, but what it's showing is spin drift, right? To dial in a 10th of spin drift, that 10th is wrong. Okay. If I just dope the wind and take spin drift and turn it off, it's right. If I include the spin drift in, it's wrong. It'll bring me either too far down or it goes the other direction. So it's actually subtracting because my wind's from the left. So it's if, so it's telling me I would need 0.4 of wind when the right answer was 0.6. So two tenths off in the wind, and especially at 800 if you round it because it's 0.17. If you rounded it up, it's not going to be right. So... Here, drift testing, right? I shot a left-hand twist rifle and a right-hand twist rifle. One's a 7-twist, one's a 7-7-twist. Seven, seven 7.7, 7, right? Same round, 130-grain prime. Same wind call. If you add in the spin drift and the whole thing as comp compared to the computer, eh, not wrapping, it'll take you out of the zone. So uh, really psyched with that. Uh, everything's working out great. Uh, I'm, I'm all up and running. I'm going to be using the Garmin and I'll have the Kestrel there. So I should be pretty darn good. And I'm going to shoot prime in the match. I was going to bring the 136 load, but I'm going to end up bringing that 22 inch Tika. And the bolt is just a little tight. It was hot. It was 90 degrees today. Bolt's a little tight, but not bad. I mean, it wasn't awful because it's meant for that, that other Tika. But it still works, man. It's 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 a good load at that twenty nine hundred, man. But it's it's flying, you know. Um, it, it it's really really kind of cranking there. But then I did the two tikas. I did the tests. I did everything that I said I was gonna do. And and come on over to the hide if you want questions, man. Hit me up in the everyday sniper podcast section in the middle of the forum. Uh, scroll down the marksmanship online training and just below is the everyday sniper situation. If you want me to go into detail again, Memorial weekend, I'm going to be out on the range again tomorrow and stuff shooting with Chris, but let's talk about this because it's, 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 it's illuminating and there's some other stuff happening there in the spin drift discussion and some other data, but to the Valkyrie cheap, 
the cheapest ass Valkyrie I could find. They didn't even have 90 grain in stock. They didn't have the federal 90 grain. They had the American Eagle 75 grain. It tracks just like a 308 with 168s and not a very fast one. So it tracks sort of similar to a 20-inch 308 shooting 168s. The drops were really similar when it comes to that. Uh, What I ended up having uh, was uh, 0.3 at 200, uh, 0.1 mil at 300, 1.9 at 400, 2.4 at 500, 3.9 at 6, 5.7 at 7, 6.8 at 800, 8.6 at 900, and then it was 14.3 at 1125. I got some thousand. I didn't write it down. The winds actually kicked that Valkyrie's ass after 900 today. We were kind of in that 8 to 12 mile an hour zone with wind, and I was using over 3 to 3.5 mils of wind at 1125, and the Tikas were using anywhere from uh, a half to 1 mil. Huge difference, man. But that Valkyrie is sweet as shit. I'm talking the cheapest damn ammo on the planet. It's shooting about five eighths. I probably can tighten it up a little bit, but it was right around five eighths to zero it up of an inch. Took it out. It was hammering, man. I'm digging it on steel at 11:25. I had I had a good horizontal spread, even in the wind. But I had some pretty big vertical, about 14 inches of vertical at 11.25. Now, I don't know if that's a little bit of me playing with the aiming point a bit. I thought I was being consistent, but downrange, there was uh, five hits on there and they were spread vertically. I was good inside the plate, but spread vertically. I'm not, I'm not, that's not a knock on JP, probably more the ammo. But inside 800, the friggin' thing was awesome. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a... AR-15, you know, that 6.8, the mags, I kind of did, with the mags, I, I had to load them, and, and I got these primary arm mags, I think, from Mile High, I was loading them, like, upside down, almost, in a way, so the, the rounds just kept wanting to stick and touch and be a little long, and you're always having to pack them in, so in order to keep them from slipping, I kind of just laid the, the mag there, and I loaded them in, so they slid down, but fed great uh ejected like just about 330 perfect pile i probably could have put a bucket there and caught him as well as that pile was if i had like a a, a home depot like a five gallon bucket i guarantee i could have caught him it was it was just so consistent i also on the tika uh to go back up a second i was playing with the kdex i, I completely kdexed it out and I was playing with the Kadex Falcon Light bipod. Now I had the big Falcon, but they sent with the chassis and everything, they sent their small Falcon Light. God, really nice bipod. It's a lot different than the original Falcon. It has a very slight pan and tilt. It has a, a wide uh, point. I, I mean, I like that Falcon bipod, man. It, it worked out really well. I don't know what the retail is. I'd have to go look, but it had a little wider stance than the cow. It has a good pod lock on the back. It looks like it's, it's designed around the new Army spec. The Army changed the spec for the ASR for bipods, and there's a lot of things that your current bipod won't be able to accomplish in that Army contract. 
So the cow bipod, this falcon light bipod, the thunder beast bipod I was shooting, all of those fall within the spec and they moved a lot of the controls. Oh my God. Stop. You there? All right, Taylor. Freaking Mark Taylor from Alaska calling, booking more classes. I can't make that one. He's got a, a cop class. Tell you what, to, just to change the subject a minute, because I don't know where I am with the damn phone calls now. I'll have to reset myself and listen to it or something. But the 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 LE, like they're still training terrible stuff for LE, and we're trying to modernize this. I'm actually going to probably do a push for a little bit of LE stuff, because me observing and kind of looking at and doing some research, helping Mile High out to bring to stand up the LE training. You guys aren't getting good training, man. You're not. You're, you're, you're getting, you're getting fed kind of, you know, some incestuous crap that needs to be changed. We've evolved and you haven't. Do you want to evolve? Contact Mile High Training Group, Snipers Hide, Mark Taylor up in Alaska, and we'll help you guys evolve into a modern program because there's so much new stuff in the training thing and there's so many new ways to help you, especially with you guys. You're all close range you're fundamental strong, man. On top of being fundamental, you should be fundamental strong, but you need to be quick. You need to be agile. You need to be adaptable. You know, I saw one thing where there, this guy, there's a local guy here, won't even teach you guys tripods. Like the biggest trainer for LE in Colorado won't even teach tripod shooting for you guys, where the tripod will replace so much equipment. So much training, so much, you could be anywhere with a tripod. Sitting, kneeling, standing, prone, doesn't matter. You could do anything with a tripod. And it's rock solid. You see the videos and the stuff we're doing. You see the way this is evolving. Why aren't you investing in the best tripods, like really right stuff, and just learning how to adapt to your environments with that? The tripod is the ultimate adaptation tool right? It, it, it could be anywhere. You can be out and drop this thing down behind a car over and back with cover through windows. You don't have to move furniture. You know what I mean? You could, yeah, you can move furniture out of the way, but you don't have to build hide sites in, 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 uh, all this stuff with, uh, the furniture in the house, move it out of the way, put your tripod there, set it up, get a chair, you're done. You know what I mean? It's like money. And if you have an LE instructor you're dealing with who won't do tripods with you guys, fire them. Because that, I mean, honestly, and if they don't know the latest and greatest stuff to do with a tripod and it's this, you know, wrap slings and do all this crazy stuff, fire them. Call Mile High. Sign up for a class. We'll do, I'm going to probably do something for them because uh, I'm getting ready to book next year. I'm going to book next year really early for everybody and fill it up. So there's uh, plenty of classes, some advanced, some other stuff. But man, LE guys, you're 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 not you're not being well served. You know, it, 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 there's a, there's a lot that that these guys aren't hip to because they're, it's so incestuous. It's just crazy. So anyway, I think I was with that Falcon bipod. I had lost my train of thought completely. But that Falcon bipod is definitely made made it stable, nice group, sub half minute with factory prime, with all those great low numbers. So all good stuff right there. Um, you know, like I said, I got a great, I, I didn't film or do, I took some pictures. I didn't film anything today on the range because I wanted to really focus in and not distract myself 
with uh, gathering data and running these rifles and all this. Because like I said, I'm leaving like a Wednesday. I'm going to be in Colville, Washington for the match. So stuff's coming in uh, for the match and, and things like that. And then as soon as I get home from Colville, the next day I go to Alaska and we start our classes. I got three classes in Alaska, come home. Then I go back in July, got three more classes in July. Then I come back and I go back in September, two classes in September. And then, like I said, he just booked an August class that I can't make because I got Mile High, uh, the one side of it. And then I got Guardian Long Range. Gary, coming to you. I didn't cancel on you. I told Mark I can't make it. I'm going to Guardian. So there you go, Gary. I hooked. I I, I didn't I didn't cancel a, a, a fun day for a work day. I told Mark he can handle it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to bring this Valkyrie up to Alaska. I mean, it's not really what we do, uh, you know, as far as ARs up there. It's not big, but I'm going to bring it just because I think it'll, it'll really work well up there. And, and I'm curious to see, but God, when hand loads come with this thing, this thing's going to rock. I am at 29... Out of the 75 grain factory American Eagle crap, I'm 29.43 feet per second. So I haven't even looked at BCs or, or anything on that bullet. I don't even know what bullet's in it. I got to figure it out Um, out of that 75 grain American Eagle stuff, you know, but man, it was good. And it's, it's like, it's like the garbage it, you know, it's like the worst ammo you could buy. It's plinking ammo. You know, it's 50 cents around and, and I really can see this working out well for people. I was going to bring it, if the wind wasn't so bad and I had more time learning the wind with it, I would bring it to Colville, but it needs so much wind that with changing winds with the mountains and different looks, the Colville's a field match and we're going to be rotating around and, and you move around the top of this hill and everything. I just can't. I, I, I don't know the wind enough and I'm going to need it. And with this kind of like low budget round that I have, I don't think it's it's quite that match ready, though I will shoot it here at the local match ASAP. And and I'm definitely going to use it in, in, in training. But um, man, it, it's it's it, it was it was fun to shoot. And it was uh, um, I don't know, man. It was it was one of those deals where it's fast, and I ended. I was like, I went through like eighty rounds before I knew it. I just kept I was like filling it, filling it, filling it. I was like, damn, I'm at eighty rounds already. So I, I got a lot of rounds through it, and uh, man, it was it was it was it was fun to shoot. I I the, that toss that green is so understated. I don't see hardly anybody order that orders that green anymore. And I just dig that green that they did. So, Adam, thank you. I can't wait to play with it a little bit more. I totally, I'm going to do the JP challenge. And the JP challenge is three shots on a plate before the sound of the first shot comes back. And I was kind of dipping a toe in that water while I was out there. Although I, my position, by that time in the day, my neck was killing me. And my position was a little bit jacked. I got to kind of do it a little earlier. But, um, man. It, 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 I could do the three at 600. I think I can get one ba bum at 600 yards and do the JP challenge that close. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that rifle. It's, it's so light to shoot. It, 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 that break, the JP break just rocks it so it doesn't move. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, 
it's definitely a fun it, it's the it's where a battle rifle should go because it's 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 definitely in sort of that 168 grain ballistics but it's still tiny light and fast and no recoil normal mags the whole other than 68 mags you know size wise you can carry a lot and i can see it being pretty damn effective battle rifle and stuff so um I'm I'm really looking forward to to shooting that JP more and more and more. I'm going to probably take it out every time I go just because um you know. Man, it's it's definitely cool. Now my phone's blown up. So here's the other thing. Here's the big woo reveal. I posted this afternoon and I had to wait till five o'clock. They came at like like 5.15 they showed up tonight, which I wish they came earlier, but the Terrapin X has arrived. I have the Terrapin rangefinder in my hand. Now I didn't, I threw the battery in it. It's got a single button. I got to see the settings in the whole thing. And I know it's supposed to have some AB connect, but I have the Terrapin rangefinder. Now everybody's posting. Here's the beef. And here, here's the truth bomb, man, for you guys. Vectronics has had a terrible track record supporting their products especially to American owners, the civilian side, because it was presumed everything that Vectronics made was military only. Meanwhile, we had everything. You know what? There's not a Vectronics out there that's not for sale to the public. Yet, I mean, I dealt with it. I had to get in an argument with ICE because they wanted, like they were seeing people selling the uh, the 15s, right? The 15 Charlie, the PLFC 15 Charlies, right? And they were trying to jack everybody up thinking it was stolen military product. Because for ICE, it's low-hanging or fruit to come to Sniper's Hide and try to find stuff you guys aren't supposed to have. So if you try to sell something from the military on Sniper's Hide, ICE is watching. They always have been for years. They've actually busted people selling stuff on, on the site. And as soon as they ask, I usually give it to them. Hey, what's the IP address of this guy? What's this? What's this? Here you go, man. Don't want to know it. Well, with the Vectronics, I put my foot down. I'm like, no, that's legal, dude. They're like, no, it's military. I'm like, no, it's not. Ashbury just sold them. Euro just sold them. Potomac River Group just sold them. We just did a group buy on them. Blah, 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 blah. No. So finally, I like they're kind of coming after me a little bit. And I'm like, no, I'm not caving on this one. Call Ashbury. Call Potomac. Call that. Well, Vectronics changed hands a bit. It's got this Safran name now. Um, it, it, there's a new name behind it. And they recognize what they did wrong. So Terrapin owners from before were upset. And I get it. But they assured me, and I've been talking to them for months, that that's not going to happen with support and service anymore. They recognize the errors of their ways. But now understand... Stuff still has to go overseas. It still has to go back to Switzerland or France, whichever way direction they go. Because I think it's a French company with a Swiss roots or something. I'd have to look. This came from Germany. So it, it's in that core of the EU. So if something does break, yeah, you're going to have to suffer that repair cycle. Now, here's the bitch with it, too. They cater to the military around the world. Vectronics is the de facto military standard. You're going to be last in line. But are they going to jack you up like they did in the past? They assured me they're not. Okay. I've had detailed conversations with them over this. 
And they're telling me they're not going to do that. So for the guys, like I said, my phone's already blowing up because I did a reveal picture. They're, um, they're, they said they're not going to do that. They're not going to jack the American public up anymore over having these devices. So we should be good. But I'm looking forward to this. And the great thing, the field match, Colville, right? It's like hunting. It's like this. It's like that. You got to burn through trees. You need tight beams. You need all this stuff. I'm going to have it out there. And, and within a week from today, like a week from today, depending when you're listening to this, I'm going to be using it in a field course with Trig V. Boom. So there you go. So um, we'll have real world info on it right there. But man, I'm going to be out on the range tomorrow with it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to peg everything I can. I'm going to read the instructions tonight. I'm going to set it up. I think this is going to be money for you guys, man. I think you're going to dig it, okay? So I'm working on it. I got that going through. Um, I did get a couple questions in. in, in um, I don't really know how to answer them. One guy sent me stuff on AB's modification to BC's. There was plus and minus percentages. I need the number. I, you know, no disrespect or anything like that, but I can't work on when they say we modified this projectile in our database 2%. Okay. I'm not going to go do the math. You know, I either need the real number or what, but I found when my muzzle velocity has been higher, by higher, I mean over 2,800 feet per second, I'm bumping the BC up a little bit. Okay. By bumping the BC up with my Kestrel today, and I didn't bump it up a lot. It was bumped up just a little bit, and and it lined everything up fast. Twenty eight, it changed it twenty three feet per second. I can live with that. I don't think that's gonna mess me up. It's when you start getting into the fifty, seventy five, one hundred feet per second changes to muzzle velocity. I mean, you go out, you buy it, and I use the magnetos and the stuff today. Um, I got the two box to work. It was a, it was a setup thing, and it had to be lined. It's it's a lot pickier to line up. You almost need like a laser line to get the microphones in perfect order to the target. So you almost have to cut it perfect. So that kind of got me a little uncomfortable getting it set up and making sure the rifle was lined up. But I did get that two box chrono working again, and then I had misunderstood the the marking. Um, just over the top of my head, it was like two, six, 10, 15. I thought it was two, six, 10, 12, 15. And I thought the last mark that goes partly in the box, like perfectly halfway through the box was 15. It's the line before there's no 12. So I had to bring it in three feet or actually it would have been a couple more than that. Something like that. But anyway, I played with it to this morning. And I got it up and working, and it was only because it's 10 feet in front of the muzzle versus the magneto speed. It was like uh, a couple feet off of the magneto speed, but it was getting some decent numbers. But still, I think the magneto speed, I did get an email uh, and a PM from one of the guys who, who was showing me a lead sled rig and basically making a mount on a lead sled to hold the magneto speed. So you really just line your muzzle up and not worry about it, you know? So that was a neat idea, and I may try it because I have a lead sled sitting here that's not doing anything right now. But, um, wow, what an exciting week, right? Kraken, uh, Kadex chassis for the Tika, upgraded that guy. Valkyrie, Terrapin, 
man, all this week, that was just, it's like a crazy Christmas week. It's like Christmas in May, you know, Memorial weekend. Everybody must've known, but no, this is stuff starting to come out, stuff starting to run through. And, and, and this is great for, for shooters, man. We're, we're in the golden era of precision rifle shooting. Uh, you know, like I talked about, if you take, you know, August of 2001 and go back a hundred years, it was a snail's pace. Shit barely moved. You go from September of 2001 to today, stuff's changing every week almost, it seems like. You know what? I mean, that's why I was saying with training and the modern stuff and all this other thing. Man, it's just like changing constantly, you know? So, um, wow, good stuff happening. I'm, I'm really psyched. I'm really happy to play with this stuff. Uh, it, it, it's, it's actually pretty good. Um, man. So what's the, what's the, what's the barbecue situation going on like this weekend? I got a giant, I mean, huge porterhouse from the butcher down the road. I've been, I stopped going to the big box store and I'm cause their meat's terrible, man. It doesn't last even a day. If you don't eat it the same day you get it. And even then it's not even cooking upright from like the uh, King super Safeway. So I've been going to this local butcher who gets locally, you know, greeley meat and everything. So much better. I got a giant porterhouse. So uh, I'm, I'm psyched to be getting that. So what are you guys doing? I'm going to watch the race all day Sunday, so don't bug me on Sunday. Um, maybe I'll do a podcast before the races start or in between like the Indy 500 and the um, Coke 600. Maybe I'll, I'll do a quick little follow-up for you guys. But uh, Memorial Weekend, man. You guys enjoy yourself. You guys be safe. I really appreciate you listening. Sorry for some of the late. Like it's been a crazy busy week, man. A lot going on. I had to do that stupid EU privacy policy update for for that craziness. So, um, and then getting everything ready for the trips coming up because I'll be gone. I'm gonna do the podcast while I'm gone. I got the mobile thing sorted out. Nice. I got a nice little iPod or iPad microphone, solid state. I'll do some podcast stuff with Mike and the or Mike Mark. I'll do it with Mark and the guys from Alaska for the precision rifle classes up there. So we, we got so many and we're, we're self-contained in the Sheep Creek Lodge. So uh, I'll make sure that I do some uh, podcasting with everybody and, and, we, and we sit back while we're drinking and having fun and, you know, on the off times and, and, and we'll, we'll make sure we get that, we get that for you guys. Uh, but man, what, what, a, what a crazy good busy week. Like I said, I'm I'm digging that Valkyrie so much. The the Tikas in with that twist stuff is just fantastic. And I can't wait. I made a post on Sniper's Hide because there's been a big spin drift discussion. If you go into the ELR section of Sniper's Hide, there's a spin drift uh discussion that we've been talking about. Guys posted a link to a rifle accuracy fax. Now it's old. These guys did this in like the 70s and 80s or something. I don't know when they did it, uh, but they it's part of that like sort of Houston warehousey kind of deal. And there's a it's you can download it for free because like to go on Amazon, the paperback book is listed at like 225 bucks, but you can download the book for free. And there's some good stuff, and it's funny. I'd, I'd never read the book. I'd seen excerpts from it from Precision Rifle Shooter because it was first published in Precision Rifle Shooting Magazine and then it got turned into a complete book. And it's funny. He's like, don't try this at home. And, and it's just these crazy hunting rifles and bench rest rifles and all this other stuff. It's in the context of bench rest. 
But he talks about like muzzle blast variations and muzzle breaks and the blast and the cone that the bullet has to go through and disruptions. But one, a big, the bigger section, like he was, he kind of blew off spin drift and a bunch of other stuff. He was blowing off like the drifts and, and things like that. But what he was hyper focused on and almost had like two chapters on it was the bullet balance deformation in the core slip. You know, he was convinced like with some of the twist rates. Now his twist rates are jacked. He's shooting a six millimeter out of like a 14 twist. You know, we're doing sevens now with six millimeters. So they're all jacked and they're on, you know, they're convinced in the bench rest world, 200 yard bench rest world. You got to twist it as slow as physically possible, right? Because they're short range guys, flat base bullets, short range, really mellow twist, the whole thing. You know, here I'm shooting a seven twist, six, six, five. These guys are shooting a 14 twist, six mil, you know, but he, he's got some good data and you can translate some of it and in some of his win stuff is really good. And, and again, it's really old, but there, there's some nuggets in there and it's free. So go in the spin drift, go to the last page. Um, the guys from, uh, I don't know where he, I, I don't know where he's at. Sweden, Finland. One of the guys from there posted it. Um, Norway, Sweden, Finland. Uh, I, I don't remember where, where he's based out of 100%. But um, man, it's good stuff and it's free. You know, download it, print it, go through, throughout the pages that don't apply. Highlight the ones that do. I'm going to give it another read through, highlight some of them. I'm actually going to get a binder, going to print it, punch it, put it in a binder and, and, and take out some of the nuggets that it's worthwhile but nothing beats time behind the trigger, man. Pop, 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 pop. I'm digging on that JP trigger. I, I got the roller trigger with the with the high speed buffer system for suppressed, unsuppressed, and all that. Uh, some nuggets in there. 22 inch Valkyrie roller trigger. Uh, side charger only. No ambi. I didn't do a, a regular charging handle. I just did the side charger. Nice package, man. Fucking JP came through on that guy really good stuff there you know so i'm 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 i i think with like 70 grain rdf and then going and getting like the 88 uh i talked to rob uh my mod who shoots for hornaday i'm hoping to get some of that 88 grain hornaday i hear the 88 grain hornaday is fantastic in a valkyrie um i'm gonna probably go that 88 grain uh, and, and, and go that direction. I'll see what I could do with some 77 maybe, but man, this 75 plinking ammo is good. How do you beat it? I mean, I'm all over this stuff, you know, I'm on, on the truant bar, got it all up. I used the truant bar today, got a little vid on it. So maybe I'll put something up, but, um, yeah, thanks for you guys for listening. Thanks for sharing 1800, 1800. We want 1800 followers. So get your buddies to listen to the podcast, 1,800 followers. And apparently there's some crazy screw up with uh, episode 11 is Adam instead of what it was supposed to be. I'll see if I can find the right one and swap it out for you guys. So I'll look this weekend and see why 11 is with Adam and Mike and not what it was supposed to. It's supposed to be me and Mike, I think, and not Adam and Mike. So I'm going to go searching through the raw data. I keep all that. So I have all the original content and i'm gonna see if i can find out what's going on with it but i wanted to get this out for memorial weekend give you guys something to listen to if you're out barbecuing and doing your thing um so man it's it, it it's it's that weekend 
be safe, enjoy yourself, don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft, right? Safety brief when you get out of the military. If you if you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. And, and no beating your wives. That's bad. At least that's what they tell me. I think every now and then a good punch in the forehead's not a bad thing, right? Bam! Nah, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Anyway, this is Frank from Sniper's Hide, and you've been listening to the Everyday Sniper. Mike's working tomorrow. If it's if if you listen to this and it's Saturday, Memorial Weekend, call Mike at Mile High and tell him hi. I don't know who's gonna show up. He's gonna be there all day. Call him up and say, "Hey, Mike, what do you got going on, man?" Call him Magic Mike, the Combine Driver Extraordinaire, and and give him a ring. Right. 303-255-99999. They, they have to pick up the phone within two rings. So he'll get you, man. Give him a quick call and say, thanks for being Magic Mike and working on the podcast and doing what he does. And I will see you guys on the other side with more information because I'll be out tomorrow collecting data. More data, more data, more data. Cheers. Friday night, Ancient Aliens. Watching it.